Hey, welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. Thanks for joining me. Today, I want to look at the subject of being a people who are committed to being God-aware. Hope you enjoy. Hi, I want to talk today on the subject of God-awareness. You know, recently I heard somebody advertising a, a course that they were running. It was a, it was a course for Christians. And um, when I listened to the description of the course, something inside of me didn't agree. And uh, in the advertising of this course, it said that the greatest thing that had happened to this person was their discovery of self-awareness. And it was a plug for a course that offered um, training in self-awareness. Now, not that I'm against people pursuing a greater understanding of who they are or or becoming more self-aware, but I don't really believe that that's the greatest thing that could happen to me or indeed is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Rather, the greatest thing that ever happened to me wasn't self-awareness. It was God awareness. It was when I suddenly stopped putting all my time and my energy in understanding me or discovering myself better. But I placed that time and energy in knowing who I now am in Christ. You see, the greatest thing that I ever discovered in my life really was a God awareness. Being aware that my life is now in him and his life is now in me. I love it that the Bible reveals to us concerning our old man, ourself, that it was actually crucified with Christ. And the Bible says to us that it's no longer I or self that lives, but Christ that now lives in me. He desires to be revealed in me, expressed through me. You know, when I consider the word self, it's often followed by very negative things, isn't it? I'm thinking of selfish, self-absorbed, self-obsessed. It's amazing that whenever we think of the word self, I know there's exceptions to the rule, especially when they're positively coming from an understanding of who we now are in Christ and the position of ourself under the Lordship of Christ now. But generally in life, whenever we hear self before another statement, it's normally it's normally about putting you or the person you are at the centre of the matter or the centre of the focus. Now, my own history of living has taught me that whenever I put myself first. It didn't really produce much that was very good at all. When I made my pursuit a knowing of me, all it left me with was a greater understanding of me. You see, if you dedicate your whole life to self-awareness, knowing you, all you're going to end up with at the end of the journey is a knowing of you. Where if we would have invested that time and that energy in a God awareness, in knowing him more, in knowing what he's achieved for us, in knowing that we were co-crucified with Christ and our old man or our old self was done away with, buried. Then suddenly we can discover the newness 
of what we can now know and be in him. Yeah, a study of yourself can only ever leave you with yourself. Now, I believe there's a place for it as people were dealing with things that were in their past or things that had happened to them. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that it should never be the greatest pursuit or the most important thing that ever happened to us unless we don't understand what happened when Christ brought us through his death, his burial and his resurrection to new creation life. I believe our awareness or our pursuit to know more should be all about God. Think again for a moment that we were co-crucified. Sometimes Christians, because of ignorance, spend their time trying to dig up the corpse of who they were, the dead sinner of who they were, to try and find answers, instead of setting their gaze on what God is now saying they are, who God is now saying they are in him. You see, when we set our pursuit or our desire on greater God awareness, we take our eyes off of us and we place them on him. We begin to consider who he is in a greater way. We lay aside things that other people may have told us about him with a deep desire within us to know him for ourselves in a greater way. Remember the the cry of Paul when he said that I would know him and the power of his resurrection. Oh, that we would have that desire for God awareness within us to simply know him more. Also to know all that he's already done for us, that we would understand the tenses of the gospel, things that are past tense, present tense and future tense. But we could put it this way, but we would have our butt in the right place. That was one of Paul's favourite words, wasn't it? He would often say to people, this is who you used to be. This is who you were prior to your co-crucifixion with Christ. Before you were crucified with him, you were bought with a price. You were raised to newness of life. This is who you used to be. This is who you used to, who used to be and what you used to struggle with in yourself. But then Paul would say, but now, this is who you are in Christ. This is what God has set you free from. This is what God has now given you the ability to be. You see, Paul was never on a pursuit of self-awareness. He only ever wanted to discover Christ in him more and more. Surely that should be our pursuit as well. You see, Paul's statement that came from his God-awareness was that he realised he could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. Again, if we just go on a journey that just involves greater self-awareness, all we're going to find at the end of that journey is what we're able to do in our own strength or what the totality of our own ability, the abilities we know and the abilities that are wired into who we are naturally that we've not yet discovered. We come to an understanding of what we are capable of in our own right. But that wasn't enough for Paul. And it wasn't enough for me. I love it when Paul says, I can now, myself, who I am, can now do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
You see, Paul hadn't become self-aware because he knew his old man, his old self, had been crucified. Saul, as he was known, had been crucified with Christ. Paul knew he was a new creation and he wanted to discover all that God had packed into the new creation, all that God had made available to the new creation of who he was. So he chose not to boast in himself, but he chose to boast in the cross and what he'd become because of his identification with um, the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. He celebrated the new creation. We need to become more God conscious, conscious of his presence. Again, we're all given 24 hours in a day and we can spend our time focusing on all manner of things. Yeah, you certainly can spend your time focusing on knowing you better, understanding you better. But if you don't have some boundaries or margins on that pursuit, you'll just become self-obsessed, self-absorbed. You'll begin to disappear into your own belly button, trying to know you more. When actually we could have put that time to greater benefit. We could have put that time to discovering him more, knowing him more, to practicing and becoming aware of his presence. You know, when we speak of the presence of God, we, we know that God is around us. But are we aware, as we should be, as new creation believers, of his indwelling presence that's constant within us? I believe that we should be, we need to be. I'm reminded of the account of a man called Brother Lawrence, and he was a monk and he lived in a monastery. And he had a moment of encounter where he reconsidered God awareness for himself. When you read about Brother Lawrence, it says that he was in a monastery and he was living in a monastery. And he would got the duties of working in the kitchen, peeling the potatoes, while other priests and other monks, they were in the chapel, they were in the sanctuary, worshipping God. And deep within him, there was a disappointment or an annoyance. And he said, oh, it's not fair. I shouldn't be in the kitchen peeling these potatoes. I should be in the sanctuary with the other priests worshipping the Lord. Began to really frustrate his heart. And all of a sudden, God spoke into that moment and spoke to his heart with just a consciousness that God was as much present with him there in the kitchen doing the mundane and the ordinary as he was in the sanctuary being sung to by the other priests. In that moment, Brother Lawrence had a fresh awareness, a fresh God awareness that God wasn't a million miles away. He wasn't locked in a, kitchen, locked in a building or, or, or a building with steeples on it. Rather, God was present in that kitchen with him. And he began to do something that he wrote a book about called Practicing the Presence of God. That was basically his decision to be a person that was dedicated to God awareness. And as he was peeling the potatoes, he would say, God, you're here with me. God, you're as present here with me as you are with the other priests that are in the sanctuary right now. And he records in his book that as he began to practice the presence of God, give time to God awareness, suddenly there was a manifest presence of God. He felt the richness or the weightiness of God's presence there with him in the kitchen. You see, God had always been there. 
It was him choosing to become more God aware that caused him to experience that which was constantly or always present. Hey, what about for us as new creation believers? The Bible reveals to us that not only have we got God all around us that we can become more conscious of his presence, but also the Bible reveals to us again through the teachings of Paul that we now have the Holy Spirit within us. We have God in us. Our lives have become the temple of his Holy Spirit, his dwelling, indwelling presence. What if we took some time away from trying to become more aware of who we are and how we got here, failures we made, things we didn't learn? And we said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate the greatest of my time to knowing him, to being aware of his presence to knowing who I am now because I've been co-crucified with him, who I now am in him and who he now is in me. You know, I'm reminded of another story of, of Jacob when we read Genesis 28 and it speaks of Jacob and uh, he reaches this place, which we know as Bethel. And in this place, God had an encounter for him that was a, God awareness encounter and it says that he got to this place and he went to sleep he got a rock put it under his head he went to sleep you know the verses that lead into this storyline and as you read on in Genesis 28 it says that while he's asleep he suddenly has a God awareness moment and the moment of of awareness where God was with him in this dream there was a staircase and at the bottom Uh, He was laying there at the bottom of that staircase, but at the top of the staircase was God. And up and down this staircase, God was sending ministering spirits and, and, and things to minister. And all of a sudden, it says he opened his eyes and he realized that he'd been dreaming. But in that dream, God had revealed to him how close, how present he really was. Let me read to you from what it says in verse 16 of chapter 28 it says when Jacob awoke from his sleep he thought to himself surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it he suddenly became afraid in a good way and said how awesome is this place this is none other than the house of God suddenly God had caused him through a dream to become aware of his presence in that place. Suddenly that place that was just an ordinary place, a boring, everyday place, suddenly became awesome because Jacob had discovered that he was unaware of the presence of God that had been in that place. What had happened? He'd become God aware. And that God awareness has affected him. It's amazing that God had to bring God awareness to him in his sleep because he couldn't perceive or be aware of how close God actually was while he was awake. But God in his goodness revealed it to him in a dream. Do you understand right now that God is with you and God is in you? That the Lord has taken your life from separation and placed you in his son. Your life is now seated in heavenly places. 
in Christ Jesus. Not only has the Lord taken your life from separation and placed you in Christ, but he's taken his life, his spirit, and he's placed that in you to be revealed in you, to be expressed through you. I don't think the world will be changed by people who have become more self-aware. I think the world will be changed by people who have entered into a greater place of God-awareness, that have allowed the Holy Spirit, not psychiatrists or, or scientists or professionals that work with the natural mind. Not that they're wrong, but there's, there's a better way, there's a greater way. He's called the Holy Spirit. A people who have allowed the Holy Spirit to bring them into a greater God awareness of the presence of God that's with them constantly, the abiding presence that's within them, but also these key thoughts of who we now are in Christ. The revelation and understanding that our old man, the old self of who we were, isn't to be dug up and evaluated but he's to be left and remained buried as the sinner he was. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't just die for you. He died as you. He took the sinner that you were and brought him through a death sentence so that the new creation that you now are could be, as Jesus put it so well, free and free indeed. So I just wanted to encourage you with that today. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking a look at your life every now and then, having an element of awareness concerning where you've come from, where you are, who you are and where you're going. I'm not saying that's evil. I'm just saying it shouldn't be the greatest pursuit. Your testimony shouldn't be that the greatest thing that ever happened to you was when you became aware of yourself. It should be everything changed when you became by the leading of the Holy Spirit, so aware of God. So I want to encourage you today, spiritual leader, be a person committed to God awareness. God bless you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. And there were some thoughts in that podcast that just stirred you and created in you a desire just to know him more. Listen, we have loads of other resources for you to listen to, watch and read. And they're all available at a one-stop shop, which is Linktree. Let me give you that address. Linktree is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Andy dot Elms. Loads of great resources waiting there for you to go and have a look at. Also, don't forget, in the beginning of November is the release of my new book, Soul Winner. Really excited about that book. And uh, that's it for this week. I'll see you next week and uh, look forward to spending time with you again with the spiritual leader.